Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Still in Developmental Podcast. My name is Austin Jones. I'm joined here by my co-host, Xavier. Xavier, how's your Tuesday? It's going good, man. Just got off work. Finished up some homework real quick. Let's record a sports podcast with the homie. Life couldn't be better. I mean, it's COVID-19. We're living our best, doing the best we can. But my man, what's on your mind on this fine Tuesday evening? What's on my mind is... I want to get into the mind of Coach Jeremy Pruitt and the Tennessee coaching staff and figure out what they do during half times of football games. Yeah. Uh, so for the second time this season, we've had a lead at halftime and got shut out in the second half and obviously lost the game. It happened with Georgia earlier in the season, and it happened against Arkansas. We were up 13 nothing at halftime and got outscored 24 to nothing in the second half. What do y'all play Fortnite during halftime? Do y'all play Warzone? Mutt squads? No, y'all can't play Mutt squads. Y'all can't get into the servers. What? What do y'all do during halftime? And why do you insist on trouting out Garantano week after week, knowing where it's gonna go? You know exactly where it's gonna go. They, what's the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is that ain't that is that the definition of insanity i feel uh, like if you called this coaching staff insane it would be an insult to insane people like i, I just don't understand it i, I don't know what they don't have time they and then they put brian mauer in who's not good and then finally with like five minutes left in the game down 13 or no down 11 pardon we put the five-star freshman in Keep in mind, we're <coughs> we're coming off a bye week, so yeah. so the excuse was he's not ready. What what do you mean he's not? We just had a bye. What were you doing with him in the bye week? Because I'm sorry, if he's a five star quarterback at the University of Tennessee, and he has an entire bye week and a week of practice, and you can't get him ready, that's not a quarter. That's not a that's not a talent issue. That's a coaching issue. Very much so. And then his first pass of the game, they put him in and call six straight run plays. And then his first throw of the game's on fourth down, and the pass got broken up and intercepted. Yeah, sounds about right. It's coaching malpractice, and it's disgusting. But I digress. I digress. But since we're on the topic, why don't we go ahead and jump into college football? Let's do it, man. We had a big weekend of sports. I'm excited. Let's do it. So, on the local front, the MTSU game got canceled because uh, I believe it was Charlotte was dealing with some COVID-19 issues. They were. So, that game did not happen, so there's no local coverage. Uh, So, starting off on Friday, November 6th, BYU smoked Boise State. Beat them 51-17. My goodness. Zach Wilson, 360 yards, three touchdowns, trying to play himself into that top quarterback conversation for the draft season. I I haven't watched BYU this year. They're not going to make the playoffs because they're independent. I'll say this. They should give us a pretty good New Year's Six Bowl game. Look, I haven't watched them either, but – When's the last time you seen somebody go to Boise State and just do that to Boise State? You don't. Like Boise State's go- one of the best teams in the country the this century at home field. And they went in there and beat them fifty one to seventeen. It just 
absolutely insane. Now, focusing on the draft, this gets real interesting because are you taking – if you have the third pick in the draft, are you taking Zach Wilson? Depends on what team it is, obviously. Trevor but, Lawrence and Justin Fields already off the board? Yeah. I I mean, you'd have to look at Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is it going to be another deep quarterback draft? Deep-ish? I, I, I don't, I don't know about that one. Or is it just going to be these four? I don't even know if it'll be that four. Because, you know, this happens every year. One dude blows up and gets pushed to the top of the board. Sometimes it works out like Joe Burrow's working out. And sometimes it doesn't, like join Haskins. I, we can get more, like, once the offseason hits, we can talk more drafts. But it's Trevor Lawrence, Fields, and then a large gap. Just being completely honest. That's All just right. that's just the way I see it. Keep, keep your eye on Wilson. I think he's going to be right there when it's all said and done. Look, as long as New England doesn't get a quarterback, I'm fine. Yeah, fine by me. As long as as long as Belichick don't get a quarterback to work with, I'm chilling. So Friday night had another game that was not a blowout. Number eleven, Miami narrowly escapes NC State, forty-four to forty-one. Uh, Derek King had 430 yards and five touchdowns passing. He had 105 yards rushing. Yeah, this he he's putting Miami on his back. Yes, yes, he is. Look, Derek King is that dude. Absolutely. Well, look, we. I see. We're gonna digress back to the draft. What do you do with him? Hey, <laughs> he's, you... I, 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 I'd have to watch more yeah. of his film. Like, I. I'm excited for that. I'd, I'd, have, I'd have to watch more of his film. Well, the bigger story is Derrick King's that dude. Miami, they just, I, they're back and then they're not. And they're, then they're, they're not back yet, but they're back from where they were five years ago. They're a lot better than they have been. Which, hey, hey, uh, to the to the dingbats at, at Rocky Top, that's, that's how you do it. Uh, Miami, yeah. Miami hit the same low that we did, and here they are. I think what, like top? Let me look at these. We yeah, top ten in the nation, and yeah, here we are, beat by Arkansas. Yeah, it's like I feel like I say this every week. Football is weird, man. The Patriots had to beat the Jets on a field goal last night. Football is weird, man. Yeah. So the. Before we get into what everybody wants to talk about about Saturday night, we're going to run down a few of the other games. Florida boat, a number eight Florida boat raced number five Georgia at home 44 to 28. Trask, Trask lit them up. Yeah. Um, with that said, now look, I know people are going to say, oh, you're just a Tennessee fan. You hate Florida. I mean, I do hate Florida, but that doesn't cloud my judgment. I know Florida's going to beat us by 50. I know Florida's going to win the East. They're not beating Alabama in the SEC championship game. No team in the nation, in my opinion, is beating Alabama this year. Clemson's the only one that's got a chance, in my opinion. Yeah. I, look, Mac Jones just come out here, throw for 400 yards, and do it quiet. Like yeah. That. 
it's like no nobody cares about Mac Jones, and I don't quite understand why because it's gonna come playoff time, and Mac Jones is gonna be yeah. throwing touchdown passes. Everybody's gonna be like, "Where's Mac? Who is this kid? He's been doing it all season." Yeah, they are gonna get in the conference championship game, and he's gonna light Florida up for about six touchdowns. And media, and the media gonna freak out talking about who's Mac Jones. Yeah, we knew. But I, Georgia gave up twenty four points in the second quarter. They're supposed to be a defensive team. Um, it's quite obvious Georgia does not have a quarterback. Um, not much else to say about that. They've biggest still got takeaway. better quarterbacks than Tennessee. Yeah, biggest takeaway from this game is Pitt's going to be healthy coming down the stretch for Florida. We'll see because that hit was nasty. Good Lord. It was. But what, biggest story for Florida is going to be if they can keep the coronavirus, I guess, yeah. you in check, which nobody's doing a good job of right now, I might add. Um, yeah, it's going to be Pitts. Is Pitts healthy? That that's going to be the biggest question for them. So moving into quick, uh, just quickly into some Big Twelve and Big Ten. For, well, I don't think we're going to get quickly out of the Big Ten. Uh, Big Twelve. <laughs> Oklahoma State clutched out a win against Kansas State, twenty to eighteen. Kansas State was marching in the game to try to take the lead and just fumbled it, and Oklahoma yeah. State ran it back for a touchdown. Uh, heartbreaking loss for Kansas State, but. Considering the fact it's Kansas State and they're going toe to toe with ranked teams, bodes pretty well for them. Yes. Um, Oklahoma State moves to five and one. That's cool. Big Twelve still eliminated from the playoffs. Yep. Let's just get that out of the way. To be honest. Jumping into the Big Ten, X's favorite team, Michigan, lost thirty-eight twenty-one to Indiana. I I'll, right. I'll give you the floor. Look, I try to tell y'all, Michigan's not good. They're just not. Look, Michigan State came out Saturday and got absolutely smoked. Wasn't even close. I forget who they play right now because I'm focused on Michigan. It wasn't even close. They played Iowa. Michigan State got smoked by Iowa, but they beat Michigan last week. I could sit here and laugh. It's just, look, Michigan, it's the big house. We back. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Back Joe from Milton, what? Back from what? Joe Milton was 18-34, 344, and three touchdowns. That's great. You still lost 38-21. You only scored yeah. 21 points. Yeah. I just, look, Harbile is not a good college football coach. He's not. He has a Super Bowl ring. He's not a good college coach. Michigan, just I look, need to look at him. Let me let me just say this. Joe Milton has a very, very bright future. It's not about him. It's about Harbaugh. He can't coach. Michigan's not gonna win until he's gone. They're just not. Yeah, and I mean, they're the Big Ten version of Tennessee. They And that's not a compliment. They're not they're not good. Meanwhile, Indiana is three and oh. So I guess Indiana is good at good at football now. How the times have changed, you know. Um, you know, not to not to be that guy, but y'all y'all do know the last team to beat the Indiana University football program, right? We know, we know. <laughs> Big Orange baby, I hate my life. Um, Look, Michigan is not doing anything. They're now one and two. Harbaugh is not a good coach. I'm tired of hearing about Michigan in my in the national media. Enough said. 
I mean, yeah, there's nothing more to add. This Indiana team, I you know, I don't think they compete with Ohio State, but they can eat with how it's playing out. They could easily be second in the Big Ten this year. Yeah, easily, especially with Wisconsin sidelined with COVID. Yeah, uh, you know, Indiana's no joke. I'm glad to see them putting it together. Always, always love programs that you know aren't usually good rising to the top. It's always Absolutely. nice to see. Uh, real quick with the Pac-12, number 12, Oregon, boat race, Stanford, 35-14. This wasn't a good game. We, I just wanted to briefly touch the Pac-12's back. Um, they played one game, and, you know, they're under – like, Oregon's 1-0. Pac-12 still does not make the playoffs. Uh, there's not really much else to say there. Nobody really cares about the Pac-12. And the biggest story of Saturday night – Notre Dame, number four, Notre Dame took down number one Clemson, forty-seven to forty in double OT. Obviously, Clemson did not have Trevor Lawrence, and there's there's a couple questions that I want to get your thoughts on here, X. All right. First of all, how good can this true freshman quarterback from Clemson be? He had 439 yards and two touchdowns playing number four in Notre Dame in a primetime game. Phenomenal. Can he, he can be better play. than Trevor Lawrence? No. Look, I've been on this wave ever since Trevor Lawrence stepped on the field. I've never seen a guy throw a ball better. Like, never. I've been watching football for years. I've seen Peyton. I've seen Brady. I've seen all these cats come out who have played in the league for 15 years. I've never seen a guy throw a ball better. Now, look, Trevor Lawrence could very well get to the NFL and be a bust, but I'm talking about college. When he's on- I, think, I think Lawrence is the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. Exactly. Easily. Exactly. I've never seen a guy throw a ball better, and he's underrated athletically. Yeah. He can take a quarterback draw to the house. Now, is he going to do every play? No. But y'all saw what he did in a, again, in that um, conference champion, um, that semifinal game against Ohio State. Excuse me. He took that quarterback draw to the house. Yeah. He can do it. Now, All right. Oh, go ahead. Get, go ahead. I'm sorry. Let me, just get this, let me just get this out the way. Notre Dame won the game. But make no mistake about it. It's a different game of sunshines on the field. Shout out. It never goes to double OT if Trevor Lawrence plays. And while I am a Notre Dame hater because their fans bother me, I, I don't want I want to give Notre Dame credit where credit's due. They put exactly. they still put up forty seven on Clemson's defense. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence don't that, play defense. Yeah. You know, Clemson's offense was not the issue. Like 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 we said, the true freshman went out and balled. So, you know, definitely credit to Notre Dame and that offense for being able to put up 47 and win a double OT. Absolutely. Question two, how bad is Clemson going to beat Notre Dame when they meet up in the ACC championship again and Trevor Lawrence is playing? Because uh, I got Clemson by two touchdowns at least. I, I'll give them two touchdowns. Look. Uh, have we have we actually looked this up? Are they in separate divisions? To what, that way they can meet in the championship game. Is I that? I believe so. When I got home, my mom said the commentators were saying that they were on a path to uh, meet in the conference championship game. Okay, because I'm not gonna lie, I genuinely don't know since Notre Dame just got added this year. So yeah. if this could be wrong, I apologize. But for the for the fun of the question, 
I got Clemson by at least two touchdowns. They're gonna be yeah. pissed off, ready to go. But look, Notre Dame's good. Like, am I a hater? Absolutely, but they're good. They might be t- borderline great. They got a quarterback. Ian Book is that dude. Has been for a while. Now I don't know if they have a defense. They gave up forty, but it is to Clemson. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But it'll definitely be a game I'm interested in come January or December. All right. Final question regarding this game. How do you feel and do you think there should be a punishment for the Notre Dame crowd storming the field after they beat Clemson? Um, a punishment for the team? No. Because I don't think it's fair to punish Notre Dame's program for the fans running on the field. I think what I know, I think in the SEC, the school gets fined. Yeah, I see. I don't agree with that because if you can't control the fans, exactly, exactly. Do I think it should have happened? No, I don't. Yeah, um, you got me. You got to be smarter than that. I think they should have stated very clearly before the game that if they did win, you were not to storm the field, or yeah. there were questions. Um. But do I agree with punishing the school? No, because that's not like if it was not COVID, I have zero issue with this. Yeah. Zero. Like the school in order to take the fine, they'll be fine. They have money. And yeah, they got that NBC contract. They got money. Yeah. Like if this is before COVID, it's like storming the court after you hit a buzzer beater in March Madness. Like you just beat the number one team in the nation. Go have fun. You earned it. But since it's COVID, I don't agree with it. Do I agree with punishing the football program or the school? No. Um, there's no way to punish all the fans. But I I guess to answer the question, I would say no. But there's a very fine line because what if it starts coming out that Notre Dame has massive amounts of coronavirus now? Yeah. Because you got to keep in mind, the whole reason Trevor Lawrence wasn't playing this game was because of coronavirus. Yes, he had coronavirus. He was on the sideline because I'm, I was pretty. I'm pretty sure he was still in the protocols where he has to condition for a certain amount of days to be able yeah. to play. Very smart. So yeah. he was there. He was just in a hoodie on the sideline. Now, uh, I actually I disagree with you when you said that you know if it wasn't COVID era you wouldn't have an issue with it. I disagree with that because. Notre Dame's number four in the nation. Yes. You beat number one with their backup quarterback in double OT. Yes. Why are you rushing the field like you're an unranked team that just knocked off number one? To be fair, they haven't beat Clemson in forever. Well, it's not my fault they're frauds. And nobody does. I This is what college football, right? Like, you beat number one, you do what you do. But I get what you're saying, but... You know, I, I don't even... I don't, did Auburn? St- I can't remember. So this isn't me taking shots. I uh, just genuinely did Auburn storm the field when they ran that kickback on Bama. Yes. They did, okay, I couldn't remember. If I remember correctly, I believe so. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like you're number four in the nation. You know, you're not twenty fifth or unranked or a mid major. Pro- you're supposed to be a playoff. You know, say y'all get to the playoffs and you win your first round, y'all gonna storm the field there too. That just proves to me that the fans had zero faith they were beating Clemson. 
Yeah, which should talk that speaks levels to what kind of fraud Notre Dame is. Because you Notre Dame fans can get mad saying, oh, well, you know, there's a difference. Because, look, I got in this argument last night or two nights ago with this Notre Dame fan because he was trying to say this program wasn't a fraud. And he was arguing with a USC fan. I was like, look, I'm a Tennessee fan. You're a USC fan. You're a Notre Dame fan. All our programs are frauds. I'll see you all at the meeting. He was like, oh, we're a different level of fraud. You're still like, a fraud. Notice I didn't say the team. I fully believe the team thought they could win, especially when they found out Lawrence was out. I'm just saying the fans. Like Nothing. Notre Dame is a every we do this every year. Every year they're in this conversation. And what are they ever done with it? Now, I will say this. I'll be nice to Notre Dame for a second. No, I'm not. Is this a turning point? No. We'll, we'll, we can, we'll see what happens. If they beat Clemson in the championship and make their way into the playoffs, and they, by some miracle, do something, we'll look at this game and say that was the night that everything changed. If do they... If but, they well, beat Clemson in the conference championship game and make the playoffs, then I will publicly come on here and admit that I was wrong and that they are not a fraud. And I will pull for them to win the title. I will put that's the wager. If Notre Dame beats Clemson and makes the playoffs, I will have to root for them to win the title. With that said, if they lose to Clemson and still make the playoffs, I don't have to root for them and I will not. But until I, if they no cannot beat Clemson twice and if they get in that playoff and they get smoked, I'll be the first one to say I told you so. They, This is not – I don't know. This is not a turning point. It's a true freshman. I think it's very safe to say that we both agree that it's Clemson, Ohio State, Bama, and everyone else. Yeah. Um, I and wish there was a full team. I, I know Notre Dame just won, but, again, you beat a true freshman by seven points in Dover overtime. Yeah. So, and, you know – Sad thing is, I feel like Notre Dame can lose in the conference championship game and they'll still get in because who are you going to put it forth? Because Georgia's got two losses. They're not uh, – a Big 12 team's not getting in. A Pac-12 team's not getting in. They're not going to put Cincinnati or BYU in. A&M cannot win the SEC, I likely, because they've lost to Bama. And Florida's already got one loss, so if they lose to Bama in the championship game, they got two losses. They're not going to be in contention. I'll say this. I think the committee, if Oregon runs the table, they have to look at Oregon. All right, just hypothetical. If Alabama and Florida play in the championship game and Florida loses by a field goal, do you put them at four? No. Two losses, I'm not putting you in. Especially in a 10-game season, no. I would, I, I'm not putting a two-loss team in in a 12-game season. I will say this. I think the committee is going to be much more lenient this year with the all-conference schedules to the SECs, the Big Tens, the Power Five conferences. Because if Florida still narrowly loses and you've got a, you know, you'd have to look at one loss Oklahoma State because you that would they would win the Big 12 in that scenario. You would have to look at Oregon if they ran the table. And you'd have to look at Cincinnati and BYU if they go undefeated. There's yes. no there's no justifying them uh, to loss Florida over any four of those teams. And then yeah. the, I would take a two-loss – now, I wouldn't put a two-loss Clemson in, but I'd take a two-loss Clemson over a two-loss Florida. 
I, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how the playoff plays out. Like, I'm sure we'll give our predictions before the rankings drop. I'm sure that'll be a fun little segment. But before we move on. Yeah, Tennessee I, first seed. I just wanted to give a shout out. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to give a shout out to Coastal Carolina and Liberty. They are both undefeated. They're both 7-0. and They don't get talked about at all. Um, they don't really play anybody. But shout out to Coastal Carolina and to Liberty. They're both in the AP Top 25. So yeah, shout- yeah. Liberty's coach, you know, Future Tennessee coach, Coach Hughes Freeze. I'm just so, kidding. I don't. He cheated. I don't really want him. Shout out to both of them. Just want to throw that out there. Also, I shout sp- out Marshall. Yes. 16th. Yeah. Or, yeah, ranked 16th representing for Conference USA. Shout out so, Marshall. So, with that said, uh, let's briefly hit on the Week 11 AP Top 25. With, obviously, with Clemson's loss, we have a new number one team in the nation, Alabama. Notre Dame, number two. Ohio State is still at number three. Uh, Clemson's at four. Texas A&M, five. Florida, six. Cincinnati, seven. BYU, eight. Miami, nine. Indiana, ten. Oregon, 11. Georgia, 12th. Wisconsin, 13th. Oklahoma State at 14th. Shout out Coastal Carolina at 15th. Shout out Marshall at 16th. Iowa State 17th. Somehow Oklahoma's ranked again. They're 18th. SMU 19th. USC is number 20 because they had to come back from, was it like a 13-point deficit in like three minutes? Yeah. Which Texas, they did. Texas at uh, 21. Shout out Liberty 22. Northwestern 23. Auburn's ranked again at 24th. And Louisiana at 25. And Look. somehow Tennessee received votes. I don't understand it. Uh, look, let's just put this out here now. The AP poll matters until the playoff rankings yep. drop. So once Absolutely. the playoff rankings drop, nothing gets the AP. We will not really be matter. using them. No, we will not be using the AP for their college football stuff. I'll still use your style book. I'll still yes. use your poll. Yes. I will still that. use my inverted pyramid lead. Yes. Um, For football-wise, once the rankings drop, the college football playoff rankings AP goes for not. So I, I'm not gonna lie. There, there was something that bothered me in these AP rankings. <laughs> Hit me with it. How is five and one A and M and four and one Florida over undefeated Cincinnati and BYU? I don't get that. I I don't either. You can't. It, they're undefeated. You can't punish them for who they play, especially in the coronavirus season. They've beat everybody in their schedule. BYU just mopped the floor with Boise State. Yes. It was ranked. Yeah. They do the same thing in the playoff rankings, too, because as we stayed on here numerously, they're not letting a Pac-12 team in if they lose. They're not letting a Big 12 team in if they lose. They're not letting an independent in if they lose. They do the same thing, which is why I vouch for an 18 playoff, because I feel terrible for these, like, say Cincinnati goes undefeated. They're going to get left out because yeah. they're going to make it, and that's not fair to them because they play in the American Conference. It's just not. But if you get them a they could be number five. If you expand the team to eight playoffs, they could be five and you could get your not not power five conferences in because they deserve a chance. They I'll, do. Uh, I'll say this. Notre Dame's no longer the biggest fraud in the top five. That's Texas A&M. They're top five? Oh, Texas geez. A&M's fifth. How? If Texas A&M is fifth, that shows how big the gap is between the top four and number five because Alabama wiped the floor with them. Yeah. Now, uh, speaking of A&M and Alabama, just the SEC in general, the uh, kind of the biggest 
uh, thing going into this week is two SEC games were postponed. The Texas A&M and Tennessee Volunteers game was rescheduled for December 12th. And LSU's already has a game against Florida on that day due to earlier COVID issues. So the SEC uh, is having to look into what date they're going to reschedule the LSU-Alabama game for. LSU uh, is suffering a COVID outbreak right now, and A&M is similarly suffering an outbreak. So those two games got pushed back. They will, well, we know A&M and Tennessee will be played. Um, Not sure when Alabama and LSU will be played, but something to keep your eye on. For sure. Uh, With that said... Uh, Tennessee A&M will not be the most interesting thing happening on Tennessee's campus on December 12th because Tennessee men's basketball is hosting Cincinnati that day. And at the rate those both programs are going, the basketball game will have more people at it. Yeah. that That's just sadly where we're at. But speaking of basketball, I think that's a perfect transition to the NBA. Do you agree? I agree. Let's do it. So... Today, it came out from Adrian Wojnarowski that the Board of Governors approved an amended deal clearing the way for an NBA 72-game season. Uh, December 22nd will be the start date of this 72-game season. So, it'll start on December 22nd. They'll play 72 games. The draft... So, here are some notable dates for this NBA season. It'll be one of the craziest off-seasons ever. Yeah. The uh, trade... There's a trade moratorium going on right now that's kind of a just a ban on trades. Right now, they're trying to figure everything out. That is set to be lifted, uh, rumored November 16th, which is two days before the NBA draft. Then, obviously, November 18th is the NBA draft. And then Friday, November 20th is the start of free agency. So November 20th to, I believe, like 21st, 22nd will be like the official negotiation period. All these cats already know where they're signing. Let's just be honest. Yes. Um, they do. So those are some key dates. The salary cap will be set at 109.1 million and the luxury tax will be 132.6 million. Um, I'm not sure. Like, I'm not sure what the numbers are, like how good, how bad all that. I just, I'm not a numbers guy like that when it comes to the NBA. Uh, tra- and training camp is set to start on December 1st. So in six days, it's going to be boom, 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 just going, going, going for the NBA. Yes, yes it has. They're gonna, look, th- yeah, they're hitting the gas November 16th, and they're not slowing down till the summer. Yes, I'm just going to throw this at you real quick because I'm sitting here scrolling on Twitter. Ryan Windhorst tweeted 11 minutes ago, the Phoenix Suns have had discussions about acquiring Chris Paul from the Oklahoma City Thunder, and Wojnarowski retweeted it. Quick thoughts. Um, I like it. It depends what they have to give up, but I like it. Uh, I do, too. Phoenix needs a point guard and needs a defensive presence in the backcourt with Devin Booker, and I feel like Chris Paul gives them that, and they need veteran leadership, and I think Chris Paul will give that. We obviously see the impact Chris Paul can have on young teams like we did with OKC this year. And I think if they are able to make a deal without having to give up too much, and I imagine the the price can't be too high on Chris Paul for a trade considering the contract and the age and the injury concerns. Uh, So as long as they didn't overpay or give up a key piece, which I can't see them doing, uh, I like that move for Phoenix. I think it moves them into playoff contention. I do too. 
Look, I'm about to go off on a little soapbox real quick, but I just want to say this. I'm about to announce to the world that I feel like people are forgetting. The Golden State Warriors are coming. Curry's coming back. Clay's coming back off that injury. Draymond's still there. I think people forget that they were winning without KD. KD's now gone. He's in Brooklyn. Brooklyn's on the way, too. Let's not forget. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I uh, Golden State's definitely going to be back. They'll be contending the West again. Unfortunately, as a Hawks fan, basketball doesn't really excite me too much anymore. And You know, I enjoy the NBA. I don't enjoy the Hawks. It just hurts. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe Trey Young figured out how to play defense. I doubt it. I mean, it's brutal, especially when we traded him. We traded Luka Doncic for him. Yeah, look, all right, I'm going to probably your experience a little bit. Just one more thing before we move on. Look, guys, we're, we're going to get into basketball heavy when the NFL season ends. Don't try to even worry about it. Yeah. Look, hot pick. Who's the first pick? Is it LaMelo? If Minnesota wants to win, they won't. Uh, if Minnesota wants to win, they'll trade that pick for an established player uh, or they'll take Anthony Edwards. Because that that's where I am. Am I the only one that feels like I don't know who's going number one and it's bothering me? Like, I, there's a lot of uncertainty around number one. I think the only, like, because there's a, there's a big three this year in the draft. It's LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, and James Wiseman. Yeah. And the only – like, I've ruled James Wiseman out at number one just because that would not make sense. Him and Carl Anthony Towns in the same back – or in the same front court, that would not make sense to me. But uh, personally, if I'm Minnesota, I'm trying to take that pick and I'm trying to trade it. You know, I'm trying to get a Ben Simmons from Philly. You know, that's that's what I'm trying to do. I don't know how D'Antoni and Elton Brand often Philly feel about that. I don't know how they feel about Ben Simmons. Uh, but if I'm if I'm Minnesota, I'm definitely trying to trade that pick. But if um, I have to take somebody, I'm taking Anthony Edwards because D'Angelo yeah. Russell needs a defender next to him in that front, or in that backcourt or in that yeah. yeah. Look, the most intriguing pick to me is number two. I don't expect the Warriors to hold on to it. But I I expect the Warriors to try to get another piece around all the guys they already have. But I don't know what they're gonna do. We'll see what happens. I've got my eyes glued on that pick because if that I, gets me, that's gonna be huge because it's gonna be for a player. I so, honestly I think they should just stay at two and take James Wiseman. Because they've got the 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 missing key on that team is a center. And, you know, Yes, a trade for Giannis is obviously Giannis. With the salary issue, with with the salaries, they would have to give up Clay Thompson in a trade for Giannis, and that kills everything you have. That You're team needs Clay Thompson because that's the only the only way they'd be able to get Giannis as far as talent and salary. They would have to give up Clay Thompson, and I can't see them trading Clay Thompson. No, it's not happening. So I think I think they should stick it to and take James Wiseman and just let Andrew Wiggins because you know everybody say is throwing Andrew Wiggins in these trade deals. Andrew Wiggins is about to play the best basketball of his career, and I don't mean numbers wise. Yeah. I mean he doesn't have to be a number one guy. He doesn't have to be a number two guy. 
Heck, yeah. he might not have to be a number three guy. He can just be yeah. a three and D guy, and he's going to play the best basketball he's had so far in his career. Yeah, look, everyone loves clowning Draymond, but he can finally go back to doing what he's doing. He's not supposed exactly. to be a and a scorer. Exactly. He's played bringing the ball off the court, passing it before getting to getting getting it to one of the guards. He's not dribbling around doing crossovers, all this nonsense. He can go back to doing what he's supposed to do in that system, and it's going to help. Yeah, so that's uh, that's the quick hits on the NBA real quick. Excited that they got a season back. I'm excited that we're going to have uh, basketball on Christmas because I don't want to talk to my family. Just kidding. I love my family. I just really like watching basketball on Christmas. And uh, now it's time to jump into the NFL. Let's do it, man. Week Let's nine of the NFL. Started off on Thursday night with the Green Bay Packers killing the San Francisco 49ers. Not even close. Um, not much to say other than Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is that dude. The 49ers have nobody. They have like 70 million on on IR. Enough said. Shout out Richie James, MTSU represent nine catches, 184 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. Shout out MTSU repping Murfreesboro. Know about Richie James. Yeah. What y'all know about, what y'all know about Richie James? What y'all know about the MTSU program? Marshall, we coming for you. Oh God! Yeah, we want Marshall. Then we want Bama. We we I, built different. I'll take that check from Bama. Exactly. Uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers four touchdowns. He's still that dude. And with how Russell Wilson played this week, Rodgers may have just made himself the front runner for that MVP award. Yeah, I'm sure we'll. I'm sure we'll get into that as the season progresses when that race becomes more clear. But with Russ struggling this week, that's what twice in the past three weeks that Russ has not looked that great. Yeah, and I'll say this. I think Rodgers is talking himself into that spot. Right now, for me, with the couple of games Russ has had, it's a three-horse race. It's between Rodgers, Mahomes, and um, Tannehill. No, God. (laughs) (laughs) Rodgers, Mahomes, and Wilson. Tannehill, MVP. Because Mahomes... Nothing against Ryan Tannehill. I love Ryan Tannehill. Shout out my QB1. Yeah, he's just, yeah, he's my QB1. He's not in the MVP race. <laughs> love no, him, not. but no. Because last time I checked, Mahomes only has one pick. But and I th- yeah. we'll, see we'll see what happens. We'll see. Uh, So, Green Bay killed San Francisco 34-17. Atlanta was actually able to hold on to a lead. I couldn't yeah. believe this. They beat uh, the Denver Broncos 34-27. Look, Atlanta, shout out to y'all for holding on to a lead. Look, I know Valkyrie's friends are sitting there like, why are we winning? We want draft picks. Look, y'all are not going into a rebuild. Y'all need to, but y'all aren't going to. They can't. With where their cap is, they can't move any of their guys. Exactly. Exactly. So, we'll see what happens in Atlanta. Denver, they're up and coming, but they're not there yet. Um not much to say. They're in a three and six team and a three and five team. There, it is what it is. It's before, football. You can't complain after we didn't have sports to watch for five months. It's NFL football. Before we move into the next game, just a little reference on the quarterback numbers. Russell Wilson has twenty-eight touchdowns to eight interceptions. Patrick Mahomes has twenty-five touchdowns to one interception, and Rodgers has twenty-four touchdowns with just two interceptions. Yeah. Uh, the goat Ryan Tannehill has nineteen touchdowns to three interceptions. So you know he's still in the race. Uh, let me let me make this clear because I've heard some Buffalo fans talking. Um, 
Josh Allen is not in the MVP conversation. I don't like I get it. You have a quarterback for the first time since Jim Kelly. I get it. It's exciting. I understand because Tennessee has their first quarterback since McNair. I get it. It's exciting. Neither one of our guys are in MVP conversations. No, they're not. Let me say something. They might be the most um, roller coaster ride fans ever. And I say that for lack of a better terms. When they're getting smacked, they're either down or they're like, oh, we back next week. They beat Seahawks, and all I heard all week was, we back. I, remember that next week. I don't know who yeah. y'all played, but remember that next week. Remember that. Ask, remember ask that? Josh Norman if he's landed yet. Yeah. So, um, no said. I, we don't Man, like yeah. No, No disrespect to Josh Allen. He's a great young quarterback. I liked him coming out. He's not in the MVP conversation. And that's no disrespect to him. That's just, Those are just the kind of seasons that Wilson, Mahomes, and Rodgers are having. Exactly. And all jokes aside, the Bills, they're 7-2. They, like, they're a good team, guys. Let's not yeah. get twisted. We, we don't like the Bills because we're Titans fans, and there's a long history there. But all jokes aside, they're a good team. So the Seahawks, well, Seahawks have a good offense. They, don't, they can't play defense to save their lives. And that's Which, coming from, I can't um, say much because yeah. Titans can't either. Look, it's just – it is what it is, guys. The Seahawks aren't going to win until they find a defense, and that's just the end of that story. Yeah. Which segues perfectly into the next game. The Buffalo Bills defeated the Seattle Seahawks 44-34. to Bills moved to 7-2. and Seahawks dropped to 6-2. and Josh Allen, 415 yards, three passing touchdowns. Uh, Russell Wilson had 390 yards, two touchdowns, but he had two interceptions, you know, and he lost two fumbles. So, you know, four turnovers, that's going to kill your team every single time. Yeah. Uh, after this, the Baltimore Ravens defeated the Colts in a 24-10 to matchup. Phillip Rivers uh, threw an interception. Uh, we all saw Phillip Rivers fall trying to, I guess yeah. you could say, make a tackle. I don't even know what that dude was doing. He just kind of fell. It wasn't anything athletic, I'll say that much. Yeah, this was kind of a snoozer, but, you know, that's just how you're going to get with these two teams. Baltimore moves to 6-2. and two. Indy drops to 5-3. and three. The Panthers just fell, just fell just short of the defending champions. The Chiefs held yeah. on to win 33-31. And it's weird because the Chiefs are 8-1. Patrick Mahomes has 25 touchdowns to one interception. And it feels like nobody's talking about the Chiefs. Exactly. Which scares me. Because they're just expected. To, like That's how you know you're great. Yeah. When you're 8-1 and one and people go, eh, I mean, yeah, that's what they should do. You know, that happened to Peyton, it happened to Brady, it happens to Rodgers. That's when you know you've made it. Exactly. And I'd like to touch on the Panthers for a little bit. I, I like what they're doing. I do too. Matt Rule, you know, he's coming out of college, dudes are like, who is this dude? I, he's doing a damn good job. He's building his I'm, program. I'd give him props. We're three and six. Like, and nobody expects you to do anything. And CMC played this week, but he's been hurt for half the season. And he got he hurt again. By far, exactly. So, watch out for the Panthers. Yeah, they, they're they not there yet, but I like, I like what they're doing. I like what they're doing. In another game that didn't mean anything, uh, the Minnesota Vikings defeated the Lions 34-20. Two words, one name, Dalvin Cook. Yep. That's all you need to know. That's all yeah. you need to know. 206 yards, two touchdowns. Dude's a beast. He uh, got me fifteen hundred coins in Madden because I said he was going to rush for over hundred yards. So shouts out to Dalvin Cook. Look, Dalvin Cook had two hundred plus scrimmage yards and two plus touchdowns in two straight games. 
Ah, goodness gracious. I mean, what it, a, ain't, it, ain't the, it ain't the little stretch Derek went on last year. But you know what? I mean, it's good. It's like, what else can you say about that? Look, I'm going to need uh, – look, Derek needs to go back to back. Dalvin need to calm down. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, that's, that's, just my, just, that's just me being selfish. I got mad respect for Dalvin Cook. That dude's a beast. That dude's a beast because, look, let's be honest, the Vikings all line is not good. No, no, so, not at all. He's doing that with – them so yeah so another game that meant absolutely we got a lot of games here that mean absolutely nothing the giants beat the washington football team 23 to 20 uh logan ryan whose wife got admitted into the hospital uh the so the story here is his wife was having some pains and the team doctor was like hey get her to a hospital and ended up saving her uh they said it could have turned bad if she wouldn't have gone to a hospital so you know Really grateful for the team doctor for the Giants. Absolutely. And then Logan Ryan got the game-winning interception off of Alex Smith, who was playing because Kyle Allen got his ankle snapped. Yes. Nasty. If you play for Washington or in the NFC East, you don't want to be a quarterback. No. This is the second dude that has snapped his ankles against the Giants. If I'm I'm playing the Giants, I'm just not putting my quarterback out there. It's just not going to happen. The Giants are two and seven, and they can still win this dang division. They're not going to, but they could. Have you and, heard the uh, interesting tidbit about Daniel Jones after this Giants win? Yes, I have. He's four and zero against Washington, and he's one and sixteen against everybody else. Yep. The only other team he's beaten his NFL career was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year in his debut. So, uh, Daniel, there's more than one team in the football in the football league. He said, football. I, "I know there's two. I beat them. I do that." I, no. <laughs> the Giants, uh, they're so messed up, man. They're so messed up. Like Dave they, Gettleman is horrible. Yeah. There's no way enough, around it. I must have. Like, uh, what else can you say about that? Yeah. Uh, another game of two basement teams. Uh, the Houston Texans defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars 27-25. to Jake Luton was starting at quarterback for the Jags because Gardner Minshew's hurt. Uh, bet y'all wish that y'all wouldn't have traded away Dobbs a mania now or released him because Dobbs wins you this game. That's just facts right there. Dobbs would have had like 400 yards, eight touchdowns. He would have he would have made Houston move again. Houston would have lost a second franchise. But, Whoa. you know, dude's scared of Dobbs being Dobbs out here. I'm going to need the Jags to just win one more game. That way they can't get the first overall pick because the Jets aren't winning more than one game. But I need them than- to win about three more. I need – yeah, go ahead and go ahead and win about – you know, three more games. Beat Indy a second time. That would be nice. That would be great. I was very uh, grateful for Baltimore once in my life for beating Indy. Because um, I'm going to need Jacksonville to play themselves out of contention for both Fields and Lawrence. Y'all can take that tackle out of Oregon. Y'all, we don't get we don't get pressure anyway, so that doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. Uh, but I don't need y'all to you – know, actually, you know what? They can have Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. They're gonna, they'll ruin him anyway. I, I just don't want to deal with it. I don't because they have like a hundred plus million cap space next year, and I have zero interest in dealing with that. This, this is the Jacksonville cycle. Every four years they do this. They have a lot of cap space. They get a building block. They overpay one off season. Have an all right year. You, you ranging from seven to ten wins, and then trade everybody away. Go into cap hell, and then back at one and seven. They do yeah. this every single time. I Always. just have 
interest in seeing Trevor Lawrence twice a year. Um, for the Texans, they're looking for a new head coach. I love Romeo Cornell. He's not staying as that coach. If Romeo Cornell wants to come coach the Titans defense, be my guest. Yeah, you know, I actually I was thinking about that, and I think the Texans, you know, for a head coach, I heard that there's going to be this guy available named Adam Gase, and I just think he would pair beautifully with Deshaun Watson in that offense. That's a phenomenal move. Like I Houston. think I think that would be the best move in franchise history. Absolutely. All right, guys. Look, all jokes aside, Adam Gase is a terrible head coach. No, nah, man. He's I mean, sign Adam Gase, trade JJ Watt away. You know what? Gase Gase wants to bring his own guy in. So trade Deshaun while you're at it. Ah, man. Yeah, just trade everybody, why yeah, don't you? Just yeah. look, come in and be like, all right, guys, Bill O'Brien, he taught me how to coach. Yeah. All right, in all serious, all in all seriousness, all jokes aside, the Texans, they have their quarterback. They're going to go to rebuild, and we'll see what happens. But I'm did glad you see what Deshaun Watson said regarding the Will Fuller trade rumors? I did not. They asked him. He was like, "Oh yeah, there would have been hell to pay if they would have traded him away." What are you going to do, Sean? God, you're you've signed an extension. They already traded away your best receiver for a bag of Frito chips. Wait, what are you? Oh man, yeah, they they wouldn't have wanted to do that. What are you gonna do? Demand a trade with six years on your contract? I said, oh y- y'all want D Hop? All right, cool. Send me these loans real quick. Uh, what? Yeah, I, yeah. Both teams are just garbage, and Houston doesn't even have their first round pick this year. Yeah, they don't. It goes to Miami. Yeah. So, moving on, the Raiders defeated the Chargers in just heartbreaking fa- – I feel for Chargers fans. The Chargers – They find the worst way to lose every yeah. ga- every single game. Between them and Atlanta, I feel bad for everybody who's a yes. Chargers fan. Yes. Anthony Lynn is the only dude I don't feel bad for because he's the reason they're in the spot every game. Yeah, it's very, very true. If y'all don't know, the Chargers had what they thought was a game-winning touchdown with zero seconds on the clock. They got uh, overturned and called a no touchdown. And the Raiders won 31-26. Herbert still did his thing, 326 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, if you had to guess what the Raiders' record is, what would you guess? I'm sitting here looking at it, so it's 5-3. and three. Yeah, they're 5-3. They're very quietly doing their thing and keep on winning. Somehow they have a better road road record than home record. They're 4-1 well, on the road. That's because nothing in Vegas is open, so guys can't go and gamble and get drunk the night before the game. That's so. very true. That's very true. But I digress. I, I'm joking, guys. Calm down. But and, per- and All right, so moving on into what was perhaps the most shocking game of the week. The Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> beat the Cowboys by the skin of their teeth. 24-19. I was very conflicted this game. Me too. Part of me wanted the Steelers to lose because their fans had become unbearable. They already were. They No matter what, their fans are always unbearable. And now it's just <laughs> worse because they're 8-0. And, yeah. And look. I can't lie. You can't say anything to them. They're the only undefeated team. They've beat my team. I can't say anything to them. But on the other hand, out of every team to beat them, did it have, would it have to have been the Cowboys? Because their fans would have acted like they just won a Super Bowl. We were talking about this recording for Star Classic, and I was just like, I don't know who I want to win because 
I don't listen to the Steelers fans, but I don't want to listen to the Cowboys fans either. Yeah. Big story. Um, you know, Big Ben, he had 306 yards and three touchdowns, but now he's on the COVID reserve list. He did not test positive. He was just a, a close contact, so he could clear and play against Cincinnati. And uh, he had injuries in both his knees. That He left the game before half and then came back. Yeah. And I believe it was Ian Rappaport that said that if his feet had been planted in the turf when he got hit, it, it would have had to cart him off. Yeah. But uh, luckily for Big Ben, his feet were not planted in the turf, so he uh, he did not have too serious of injury. Honestly, if I'm Pittsburgh, I have to look into holding Big Ben out of the game this week. I do too, because... It's we Cincinnati. Yeah, and but, yeah, but we lost. But we, we don't were, have Pittsburgh's defense. That's very true. But I, we go through this every year with the team, and I'm always in the minority on this. I don't want to go undefeated because then the pressure is all on you in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I'd much rather lose two or three games in the regular season. That way, we can say, okay, if that ship has sailed. Let's move on. Let's play our best football because I everybody in that Steelers locker room right now is thinking, right? No. Why lose now? Yeah. Let's go say no. It's not happening, guys. I'm sorry. And if it does, I'll be the first to come on here and say I was wrong. But I've always been in the minority of I you don't you play to win every game, but it's not a bad thing to lose a couple to humble yeah. yourself. And that's very true in the NFL. College, it's a different story. But in the NFL, everybody thought the Raiders were gonna be dominant in playoffs and because they ripped off what, like twelve straight to end the year. Yeah. And then they got, you know, Derrick Henry did his thing. Big trust, Shout out. whoop, whoop. Big trust. King Henry in the flesh, whoop, whoop. Um, we'll see what the Steelers do. I agree. You, If Ben's not 100% healthy, he's not playing because we all saw yeah. what they went through last year with no quarterback. So yeah. With that defense, let Dobbs free, baby. It, let it Dobbs and Mania run wild. If you they score twenty four and they won, if you score twenty, you have a chance to win with that defense. Let's just yeah. be honest. Because look, and this isn't even me being biased. Josh Dobbs, especially against the Cincinnati defense, gives them a better chance to win than Mason Rudolph because Dobbs is mobile. Yeah, Mason Rudolph looks like me in the pocket. Plus, Mason Rudolph's track record track record against AFC North defenses not too great. We don't need him getting bashed in the helmet again. No, so no. just put Dobbs in. And look, all I'm saying is if Dobbs would have been playing Thursday night against Cleveland last year and Miles Garrett, you know, is alleging that Mason Rudolph used that racial slur, that would have never been a problem because Dobbs wouldn't have said it. Yeah. So, look, Dobbs just puts them in a better spot to win if Big Ben can't play, and I don't think you risk, especially this is a team that has Super Bowl hopes. You do not risk him in a Week 10 game against a two-win Cincinnati team. I don't even think it's hopes. I think it's aspirations. They expect to be there. Yeah, and they absolutely should. the. In my opinion, anything short of an AFC Championship game is a failed season for Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know, and it's, if you and if you go to the AFC Championship game and you lose to a Tennessee or a Kansas City, there's no shame in that. No, but you know, they're absolutely a Super Bowl contender. You do not risk your quarterback in a meaningless Week Ten game. Especially when you already beat Pittsburgh and Cleveland in your division. This is not going to do anything. Especially when Baltimore has two losses. So, yes. 
and that tiebreaker is coming up on Thanksgiving. Yes. So but you need that game. Moving on to the uh, third afternoon game of the slate, the Miami Dolphins snuck one out against the Arizona Cardinals, 34-31. Tua, you know, he didn't have 500 yards and five touchdowns, but he did enough to win the football game, and that's all you can ask from your quarterback. Exactly. What did I come over here and say at the beginning of the season? Watch out for the Dolphins. Yep. They Brian Flores is a heck of a coach. A lot of coach. They gave up 31, but they play defense. Don't get yeah. it twisted. They're, I mean, at, and they're playing Arizona. Yeah. Arizona is not a laughable. I mean, they're a top five offense in the league. Exactly. Kyler Ball is a fireball. I mean, he had 283 yards passing and three touchdowns, and he had 106 yards rushing and one touchdown. And that wide receiver core ain't no joke with Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, and DeAndre Hopkins. No, it's not. The so, Dolphins are fine. Yeah. Shout out to both the Dolphins and the Cardinals. Both Absolutely. super bright futures. And I've been singing – Flores's praises since last season. You know yeah. that that team last year had no business winning as many games as they did. No, we're going to be watching Tua and Kyler battle for the next fifteen years, and I'm yep. totally for it. So, and I, w- I this was going to get brought up in the Tennessee Chicago recap anyway. They kept running a graphic about the Bill Belichick coaching tree. I don't know how to make this one. Mike Vrabel is not from the Bilicek coaching tree. He never coached under Bilicek. I do not know how to make this any more clear. And it was amateurism and just flat out joke that they kept running that graphic. He His first coaching gig was at Ohio State University where he worked with linebackers and defensive line. Then he went to the Houston Texans working with linebackers and eventually the defensive coordinator and then became the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. He never once coached under Bill Belichick. Now, if you want to sit there and say that he picked Belichick's brain as his last seasons as a player, by all means, go ahead. He never coached under Belichick. And the reason I bring that up is because Brian Flores is absolutely the best coach to come from a Belichick coaching tree. No doubt. But that, yeah, that kept, and I, cor- I corrected them every time they said it. It just, it bothered me. Vrabel did not coach under Belichick, and if you're a big network like CBS, do your homework. That's that's amateur. Do your homework. But in the Sunday night football game, I I had high hopes for this game, and this game did not have those high hopes for me. No, it did not. The Saints. They destroyed the Buccaneers 38-3 to and never looked back. I mean, they the game started, and they hit the gas and never looked back. Never looked back once. Brady had three uh, three interceptions. Breeze had four touchdowns. And here's, here's my cu- couple issues with this game. One, okay, so people are seemingly forgetting that Brady is like 108 years old. Yeah. And they're also forgetting quarterbacks have bad games. It happens. It happens. You know, I get that, you know, everybody, oh, he's not having a he's not having a great season. He's got twenty touchdowns and seven interceptions. It's not great. It's better than most of the league. Brady is still Brady, and Tampa Bay is still, you know, they're still trying to figure everything out. And I think what rubbed me the wrong way the most out of everything is New Orleans' attitude after this game. I get 
that you know you just swept the Bucks. You know you beat a division rival. I get it. Is it just me or did it feel like they were crowning themselves? I didn't necessarily feel that way. I felt as if the Bucks got all the national media attention all week and not a single person picked the Saints to win and they won 38 to 3. Yeah. But, you know, post game, Marshawn Lattimore was clowning Mike Evans because he locks Mike Evans up every time he plays him, which that's fair. But Marshawn Lattimore, maybe you should worry about every other wide receiver in the league. Uh, Drew Brees. Post game was, you know, making jokes about bracing. Oh, he had all his weapons. I don't get why he lost. I, you're not. One, you're, but you're one to talk, Drew Brees. He you, play, you play in a Sean Payton dome offense. If if there's anybody that's had weapons and empty stats, it's Drew Brees. He's not the he's not the one to throw that. You know, that's like what's the saying? Don't throw stones from a glass house. Well, I'm pretty sure Brady's won more Super Bowls in the past five years than Breeze has in his entire career. You know, I watch yourself, Breeze. I don't think that's his place to say that. It's just it's not a good look to me. You know, and you know how I am. I even when when the Titans win, I don't like when the players get boastful and all that because in football, if there's one thing that always comes back in football, it's karma. Karma always comes back in in football. And look at the Saints in the postseason the last, what, three straight years? Disappointment, disappointment, disappointment. Worry about beating Minnesota before you start crowning yourselves. That, you know, maybe that's a hot take, but it really just rubbed me the wrong way that, you know, Kansas City's 8-1. Have you seen them act like this after winning a game this year? I haven't. Pittsburgh's 8-0. You seen them act like this after winning a game? I haven't. I just, I think, I don't think it's a good look, and I think it's going to come back to bite them. I'm going to focus on this week. We all know the Saints have not been good in the playoffs. It's not, it's very well documented in the past couple of years. They haven't been good in playoffs. Very well documented. For this game right here, I 110% understand where the Saints are coming from. And I'm going to tell you why. Nobody gave the Titans a shot to do anything last year in the playoffs. And what happened? It's not the playoffs. It's not, it's the regular season. Both teams have six wins. They have six two. The Bucks are six and three. But you could just tell from the very first snap of the game, the Bucks didn't want to play. You could tell. They left poor Tristan Wirfs one on one with Cameron Jordan on the first play, and Cameron Jordan said, "Ha ha, let's play," and was in the backfield in like three seconds. Yeah. Now. I have, look, I'm going to give the Saints a pass, and this is why. As I stated before, nobody gave them a chance. This isn't the playoffs. If it's playoffs, I 110% get it. You take Brady. I'm not disputing that at all. Nobody gave them a chance. They were 5-2. and two. They weren't terrible. They weren't great. They weren't terrible. 
and everybody thought, oh, AB, everybody, let's do this. They got three points. Three. I I, I see your point, but to illustrate mine, I'll give you an example of the same thing that happened last year that hits home. I think it was week three or week four, Thursday night football, Jacksonville Jaguars, Tennessee Titans. The same thing happened. We were we were the ones getting talked about. We were the favorite because we had just smoked Cleveland in week one. We were getting looked at nationally. And they came out and smacked us in the mouth and beat the piss out of us. And what happened? Jacksonville acted like they won a Super Bowl. And we're talking all they're talking all sorts of reckless. Saying, oh, we, King Henry who, we own this team, you know, Tennessee who, and how did it work out for him? Yeah, but Jacksonville doesn't have Sean Payton and crew running the team. Yeah, but with each team's postseason success, what's the difference? What did I say? I'm not talking about the postseason. I'm talking about this week. Look. And, and what good is crowning yourself in week 10? I didn't take it as them crowning themselves. I You swept the team that was supposed to win the South, quote-unquote, when they've been running the South for years. I'm not talking about the postseason. Look, the postseason comes, the Saints might have to prove that they can win the walk-around before I give them anything. Let's just make that very clear. But for this week, the Saints can dance all they want because they beat the break off of Brady and crew when they weren't even supposed to have a chance. Now, let's, let's come back to earth a little bit. Brady had a terrible game. The Bucs had a terrible game. The Saints had one of those games where they didn't miss anything. That's not going to happen again, okay? Yep. So, all viewpoints aside, do I expect most teams to make the playoffs? Yes. Would I take Brady going farther than Breeze? Absolutely. We'll see what happens. I'm very interested. Now, I'll say this much. Bruce Arians better stop throwing shots at Tom Brady. I'll say that much. Yeah, Bruce Arians going to find himself out of a job. Yeah, look, Bruce Arians talking about some Mike was open. I'm sure Mike was. You going to tell a dude who got six rings Mike was open? <laughs> hey, hey, Bruce, you go you go make the throw. Like, Since Mike was open. For this week, the Saints can do what they want. Next week is a new week. The Saints, that, look, guys, I'm going to tell you like a Next week is a trap game for the Saints. I don't care who they play. They're coming off an all-time high. The team coming out playing them, I have no idea who it is. I don't. It's a trap game. Anytime you come off a huge win or a very deflating loss in the last second, the next week is a trap week. It They've just got is. got the 49ers. It's a trap week. I know the 49ers have nobody. It's a trap week. <laughs> Bro, Richie James. Like, don't. It's the NFL. Each week is different. You don't come out here and butter brace off people every single week. It does yeah. not happen. It doesn't happen. Which segues perfectly into the next game. Who had the Patriots and the Jets in a three-point game? Uh, who had the Patriots and the Jets on prime time? Thank you. Who, look, before the season even started. I didn't who watch looked, this game. Who, no, I didn't either. Who looked at this matchup and said, Jets, Monday Night Football, 8-15 Eastern Time. Let's do it. What? You're Ooh. fired. Yeah. Why? 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 Nobody wants this. Now, with that said, 
up until the fourth quarter, Joe Flacco was looking like that dude again. Flacco was elite for the first three quarters. Then the Jets owner said, and "Why then, are we winning?" And oh. then Adam Gase took the headset, said, "All right, Joe, enough of you calling the plays. I'm back, baby. We let's do this." And well, they had like four. I think they had like four plays of offense in the yeah. fourth quarter. How do you have four plays of offense Look, in a quarter? Biggest takeaway from this game. For I me say that like, I say that like Tennessee did not have four plays of offense in the first quarter against Pittsburgh. The biggest takeaway from this game for me was the Jets lost, but they won because they still had the first overall pick. Yeah. Um, suck. Let's just be very clear about this. Patriots yeah. aren't. They're not making the playoffs. This game meant I, absolutely nothing. Very tentative at, tentative at the beginning of the year because, you know, it's Belichick. They have nobody. They have no cap space. And Belichick no, let everybody know they didn't have cap space. That's very true. He's got a point, but it's probably a little bit of cop out to me, but I, I don't know. Look. Belichick no dropped a diss track. <laughs> Half their defense opted out, which that is 110% their decision. It's coronavirus. You do what's best for you and your family. I'm not disputing that at all. They have no offense. You know Bill had a team meeting and said, mm, all right, we're going to sign Cam just to make him happy. Y'all uh, defense, y'all go ahead and go go sit sit at home. See, we'll see y'all next year. We'll, we'll have a new quarterback. Uh, we'll go win another <laughs> ring. Uh all right, I got Subway waiting on me. All right, y'all, y'all have a nice day. Any other Patriots team, I wouldn't write them off. This team isn't doing anything. Yeah, and they don't want to do anything. They're just – they're not doing anything. It's not – they're just not. It's not the Patriots of old. I, I will say this. I loved that through three quarters of this game, both sides of the internet were on were having frenzies because the – camp that thinks New England was all Tom Brady is having a field day because Bill checks losing to the Jets and the side that thinks it's all the Jets is having a field day because Brady scored three points in a primetime game. So my thing is you both look like morons because it's never just one person. And look, the New York Jets fan base was on Twitter talking about so why are y'all winning this game? Stop. I saw more Jets fans celebrate New England hitting the field goal than I did New England fans. I have to tell you everything you need to know. I don't know what does. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to go move on. Trevor Lawrence, if Adam Gase is the coach of the Jets, don't come. You better stay another year at Clemson. If they clean house, come get your money. If they don't, stay at college. You better stay. Sad thing is, Jets probably have the number one overall pick next year. (laughs) Just stay. Because look, here's what happened. It's going to be an Andrew Luck story. The angle makes it as long as Andrew Luck. Yeah. The Jets are going to draft Trevor Lawrence. And he's going to get killed his first game. Because they have one lineman, and his name is Makai Beckton. I don't know if he's going to do And they're making him play hurt as it is. Hurt. He's not even healthy right now. And they're making him play. Just like they did with Osamale. You don't. You can't draft Trevor Lawrence and say, "All right, big man, come come play sixteen games with no alarm." They're gonna David Carr that dude. But I'm not like if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm looking at that and I'm saying, "Well, as much as I hate it, I'm most likely going to pass." No, I'm I'm going to the press conference. <laughs> well, I promised my mom when I was six years old that I would get my college degree, and so oh, with wow. that and purely no other reason, I put no other reason, just my college degree, I will stay at the University of Clemson. You do that, and you say a prayer the Jets win three games next year and somebody wins two. That's what you do. Look, and if the Jets have the number one overall pick, you walk up to that podium. My year eligibility did not count 
because of COVID-19 rules, I will be going back as a sixth-year senior to the University of Clemson. Thank you. That is very odd. Look, I, and if the I'm, Jets have it for a third year in the row, you call you call Dwayne Johnson and see what the XFL can offer you. I'm doing everything in my power not to go to MetLife in the green and white, okay? I don't want to play in MetLife, period, either team. What's not happening? I'm sorry. Like, you have to, unless the Jets clean house, if the Jets owner fires everybody and starts over, I give it a chance and I come make millions. If Adam Gase or the GM is still there, I'm not coming to New York. It's not happening. But speaking of XFL, uh, two teams that looked like XFL teams in our prime local game, the Tennessee Titans defeated the Chicago Bears 24-17. to This game, it was not as quite as infuriating as the Cincinnati game to watch. It was still rather infuriating. Uh, so, one, this game was not as close as the score indicates, in my oh. opinion. It was not even close. To- um, the Titans had it in the bag the majority of the second half off a of Desmond King fumble return for a touchdown. Uh, the Bears scored a garbage time touchdown that cut it from 24-10 to 24-17. So that's why it looks that close. For the first time this season, uh, the Titans defense showed up. Now, yeah. they were playing the 31st ranked offense in the league. Yeah. But... Hey, I'll take what at least you didn't let him move up to thirtieth. You know, you gotta you gotta take what you can get. What pissed me off is the one game the defense shows up, the offense just goes missing. All right, look, the Bears' defense is they're pretty good, but still, the first time the defense shows up, offense just and it's not Ryan Tannehill's fault. Let's get that clear. He had like eight drops. Uh, I'm exaggerating the number eight, but I I don't put this game. Well, they won the game. I don't put this game, especially for the offense. This was nobody's fault. You're playing one of the best defenses in the league by far. That it's like them, Pittsburgh, Indy, and I'm not missing the teams. I'm sorry, but I was just happy we blocked Khalil Mack all game. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Um, I was very happy we blocked Khalil Mack. They were not letting Derrick Henry get going at all. Like, the Bears were not having it. And this was the first time since Tannehill took over, the receivers were not winning the contested catches. Because, because if you watch the Titans games, we throw a lot of play action, rightfully so. And it's usually a deep crosser. He's either wide open or it has to be a dime from Tannehill. And the DBs from Bears were not having it at all. So is that a bit of a tough draw? Yes. Does it on the receivers? Maybe, but it's good. It's it's a good DB play too. My biggest takeaway from this game was the Titans did enough against a good defense to win. You can't give up seventeen in the fourth though, even though it was a garbage time touchdown. Which the refs I, don't get me started on the refs this game. I don't want to talk about it. Um, yeah, but. It's like I said before, the Titans of the past 110% blow this game. So I'll take what I can get. They're six and two on the Indy Thursday night football. We got to win that game to win the South. So to put it in perspective, um, Chicago only allows 21.1 
points per game, which is the sixth, or sorry, the seventh lowest in the league. So they're yeah. top ten scoring defense. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I don't think Tannehill played a bad game. You know, people were laughing at it, or some commentators were pointing out his box stats, but he had a he had a lot of drops, uh, which you know you never want to see, but it happens. You know, just like we talked about in the Sunday Night Football game with Brady, it happens. You're just going to have some games like that. Most important thing, Tannehill had two, intercept- or two touchdowns, zero interceptions. He didn't turn the ball over. Um, you know, they, they held Derrick in check, but at the same time, we haven't been running Derrick this year like we usually do because we're trying uh, to we're we're preserving yeah. him for later in the season. Exactly. Um, but the, the defense, they, I'm trying to uh, find the team stats here. Um, Chicago on third down was two of fifteen, and for a Buffalo. defense that. Had all year. We are on. We were on pace to have the worst by far third down conversion allowed in NFL history. Um, that's pretty freaking good. Yeah, and uh, the defense was able to cause two turnovers. They for they recovered. They caused and recovered two fumbles. So you know the defense definitely won us the game. We only had eleven first downs the entire yeah. game. We only had 228 yards of total offense, but it was enough to win the game. Yeah, um, and I expect a, I expect a similar type of game Thursday night against Indy. I expect Derek to get a buttload of carries Thursday. Yeah, um, I think he'll have his season high for carries. That's why that's 110 percent why they were holding Derek. Is part of it because our backup running backs are doing 110 percent fine, and there's no need to run Derek into the ground right now. Yes, but you're mistaken if you think it's not because we have a short week and the game plan is going to be super simple and you're just going to run Derek. Yeah. Derek's, based on uh, the numbers, based on the production, whoa, based whoa, on the whoa, win. Whoa, 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 First take was going off of my headset. Oh, man. Yeah, getting back. No, no, no. Oh, they're discussing if Tannehill's MVP candidate. I'm sure Stephen A. isn't sold on Tannehill's MVP candidate. Anyway, uh, Derek's high for carries was 31 against Denver. And the season opener, I fully expect to mirror, if not have higher than that. I could see the 30 to 40 range against Indy just because it's going to be a gritty game. It's not going to be a fun game. No, it's not. Uh, Indy only allows 20 points a game, third best in the league. Um, their rush defense, they're, they're, they allow the third lowest rushing yards per game with 83.6. Yeah. So it's um gonna be a battle. It's gonna be a dogfight. And it always is with Indy. You know, I don't think Phillip Rivers or the Indy offense is good, but when you have a defense that good, you can you can hang in ball games. Yeah, for sure. But it's physical running will beat this team as Baltimore showed. Yeah. You know, this team the Indy is not invincible. They lost to Jacksonville, they lost to Baltimore. Why can I not? I cannot recall who their third loss is to. The Browns. They lost. That's right. They did lose to the Browns. So you know they're not unbeatable, but they are still a really good team, and I believe in the conversation for top five in the AFC. Yeah. Uh, coming off a short week, 
hurts, but at the same or at the same time, they're on a short week too, and they have to travel. You know, yeah. we played at home against Chicago, and this game's at home, so we don't have to travel. Uh, Roger Roger Saffold, who left the game early against Chicago, and Jadavion Clowney, who did not play against Chicago, are both they both practice today, so they are on track to play against Indy. Uh, Dory Jackson, based off what I'm hearing, it's not looking like he's going to play. No, he's not. Um, what I'm hearing is we'll likely because if we don't activate him tomorrow, he's out. He's out for the season. What I'm hearing is um, it's likely that we activate him tomorrow and he'll make his debut Baltimore. No, isn't that poetic? Yeah, to get a Dory back for down the stretch would be very nice. Um, based off how injuries are going, we should be getting Fulton and Adori back around the same time. So to add them with uh, Borders, who played a phenomenal game against Chicago, dude, I was about to say that that dude played a great game. Yes, he played a great game. Desmond King, he had one play where he got burnt, but that's because he they had him pressed up on Anthony Miller and. One, Desmond King shouldn't be pressed up, and two, Anthony Miller's got burners. Um, you know, when no. we get them back with a secondary that'll have Chris Jackson, and I'll have Adore Jackson, Fulton, Desmond King, Malcolm Butler, Borders, you know, it'll be a great turnaround from where we started the season. Yeah, uh, look, uh, I'm going to pick your brain on something really quick because I'm tired of seeing this comment on my Twitter feed. Why is everybody saying that Kevin Byers having a down year? Because he's not doing phenomenal, because I don't see it. He does his job for me. Is it because he's not getting eight picks a season anymore? I think it's because he's not getting those interceptions, which I don't I don't think you can fault him for that because no. it's not his fault if they don't throw in his direction and they're having you know it's different if you're seeing a safety constantly getting beat, but you don't see him getting beat. No, he missed one bad tackle in the Cincy game. And ever since then, everybody's been on his head. And I don't understand why. The dude comes to work. He does his job. He's arguably the hardest worker on the team. I don't see it. I don't understand what the hate's for. We can have anybody else free safety, and I don't want anybody else. Don't push people out the door because they have one bad game. He has a 64 grade from Pro Football Focus this year. Um, I don't know where that ranks with other safeties. But um, even then, you know, the defense has just not had a great – season all season and i don't know why dudes are fixated on blaming one individual person unless that person is jonathan joseph then we absolutely can blame him yeah but you know uh with the defense that's struggling like his you know with how the corners are playing that leaves and how the pass rush has been non-existent that leaves a lot of responsibility on your free safety yes it does so you know i don't think it's fair to say buyers having buyers having a bad year i don't because i don't think he is you know it's not his league leading interception year but you're not going to get that every year no no and he's still absolutely worth every penny of that contract and i'm glad we locked him up exactly but um yeah i think things are turning around we'll see what tennessee's made of in the next three games Got Indy, Baltimore, Indy, back to back to back. So we'll see what this team's made of. And uh, I see no reason why they can't win all three of those games. I see no reason why they can't win all three. I'll take two and one, though. Yeah. Want- and, and I'm not, and I'm not going to be upset if we don't win all three or, you know, throw the towel in on the season. 
but I think it's fully feasible that we can. I will say this much. I hate Indy. I want to beat Indy twice so bad. I would like to go 6-0 and in the South. Very much I, so. Now is it going to happen? We'll probably split with Indy if I'm being honest. If if going 6-0 and means that we lose to Baltimore and lose to Green Bay on Sunday night, I'm perfectly okay with that. I just want to win the division and make the playoffs. We haven't won the division since 2008. The thing, the goals for my season, I got three goals left. I want to go 6-0 in the division, which plays into my second goal, which is win the division. And I want to beat Cleveland. I, I, I need to beat Cleveland. I want to beat Cleveland, and I want to at least be respectable on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, I don't want to get blown out in primetime. I want to get blown out. I think the Titans can win that game. Now, will they? Uh, Rodgers is playing unconscious right now, so I, and it's not looking great. Devontae Adams is doing the same thing. Yeah. That, so the Packers can't stop the run, but we'll we'll get into that come week 15. Yeah. But that's uh, this week in sports. You, uh, you got anything else you'd like to add? No. Y'all stay safe. Stay safe. Thank y'all for listening.